The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Okay, so welcome back. Welcome back. Seems that there was a technical glitch and uh, Zoom and YouTube stopped YouTubing, <laughs> I guess. And uh, But here we are finding our way back. So I didn't drop in the poem. So I'll share the poem with you now. And um, we can talk about it a little bit. The good news is it's that it's a, a short poem. And the poem goes like this. I stalked her in the grocery store, her crown of snowy braids held in place by a great silver clip, her erect bearing radiating tenderness. The way she placed yogurt and avocados in her basket, beaming peace like the North Star. I wanted to ask, what aisle did you find your serenity in? Do you know how to be married for 50 years or how to live alone? Excuse me for interrupting, but you seem to possess some knowledge that makes the earth burn and turn on its axis. But We don't request such things from strangers nowadays. So I said, I love your hair. (laughs) And I'm sorry if you can hear all this uh, noise that's outside. Uh, So I'll uh, read this poem one more time. I stalked her in the grocery store. Her crown of snowy braids held in place by a great silver clip. Her erect bearing, radiating tenderness. The way she placed yogurt and avocados in her basket. Beaming peace like the North Star. I wanted to ask, what aisle did you find your serenity in? Do you know how to be married for 50 years or how to live alone? Excuse me for interrupting, but you seem to possess some knowledge that makes the earth burn and turn on its axis. But we don't request such things from strangers nowadays. So I said, I love your hair. This poem is uh, just great in so many ways. The poem is called I Confess, and the poet is Alison Luterman. I Confess by Alison Luterman. So there's uh, a number of ways that we might think about this poem, but one is that our practice doesn't impact only ourselves. Whether we intend to or not, it impacts others. So we, this poem is about one person seeing another person and being struck by how the other person, their erect bearing, radiating tenderness, the way that they're doing these simple actions of putting grocery items in their cart. And the speaker notices, oh, there's something special about this person with the white hair. The braids I put up with a silver clip. So when we show up in the world, 
with some steadiness, some balance, some ease, some presence, it has an impact. Whether we know it or not, whether it's uh, immediately obvious to ourselves, we make an impact. We showing up with some ease and presence and some peacefulness spreads out from us, whether we are speaking to others or whether we are just doing our ordinary things. So we don't practice only for ourselves. We also practice for others, recognizing this impact that humans have on each other. One way that I like to think about this sometimes is to go to the opposite extreme. We also would notice somebody who is frantic and throwing things into their grocery cart and maybe yelling into the phone at the same time, you know, kind of like distracted and just agitated and maybe unkempt in a way that looks like they don't care about anything or, you know, they're clearly having a difficult time, right? We notice those things as well. And they have a different impact on us than somebody who has some ease and poise and seems to be radiating something. So maybe that's one thing that we could take away from this poem. This poem has a lot of different elements and some depth to it. And for those of you that are just joining now, because we had a little bit of problem, I'll read this poem one more time before I talk about something else, kind of like a different perspective we might take on this poem. And so this poem is called I Confess by Alison Luterman, and it goes like this. I stalked her in the grocery store. Her crown of snowy braids held in place by a great silver clip. Her erect bearing, radiating tenderness, the way she placed yogurt and avocados in her basket. Beaming peace like the North Star. I wanted to ask, what aisle did you find your serenity in? Do you know how to be married for 50 years or how to be alone? Excuse me for interrupting, but you seem to possess some knowledge that makes the earth burn and turn on its axis. But we don't request such things from strangers nowadays. So I said, I love your hair. (laughs) I I always kind of like chuckle a little bit at the end. But I also want to point out one other way in which we might think about this poem, and that is the speaker here in this poem, the way that she's seeking, like she's looking. And importantly, she's looking outside of herself. Like nowhere do we hear about her own experience, what's happening for her, but instead she's looking outside. And For me, I'm struck by the person that she's looking as a person with white hair, somebody who's an elder, I'm imagining, somebody who has wisdom. And so she's trying to think like, oh, that person has wisdom. And she says that you seem to possess some knowledge. So this seeking for wisdom, but not only wisdom. She describes this person as having some tenderness, 
and beaming peace like the North Star. North stars are something that like show the way or something that we follow. So this way of uh, the speaker saying she wants peace as well. So this seeking of wisdom and peace so much can be a big part of our practice. And we might think that it's all about seeking. And uh, for those of you who have, any of you who have done grocery shopping, you know that the, let's see, the yogurt and the avocados are never near one another, right? They're in different parts of the grocery store. Maybe I'm reading too much into this poem, but there's this way that their speaker is just like following this other person, stalking her as the way that their, uh, the poet uses this word stalking. So is there a way in which we are stalking wisdom, tenderness, peace, thinking that it's out there, but not looking here? into our own experience. We have wisdom. We have tenderness. Times we have peace. The way forward is found with our experience and our reactions to that experience. We spend so much time looking outside of ourselves, but this practice so much is about Looking in inward. And then maybe a third aspect I'll bring about this, about this poem. There's so many things I could say about this. One is, of course, I just appreciate the whimsy and the everydayness of it. This recognition that everything can be a teacher. All of our experiences can be a teacher. Even this random experience of going to the grocery store, I'm saying random, but you know, it's often we tend to think like, oh, my spiritual practice is only on the meditation cushion when I'm in a meditation posture. But is there a way that all of our experiences can be a support for our practice? Is there a way that Everything that we do in our life can be this way that enriches us. Doesn't mean it's pleasant, doesn't mean that we want, but is there a way that we can learn from whatever life brings us? And maybe lastly, I'll say this, the title of this poem, I Confess. Right, this, it, this confessing doesn't actually happen in the poem. It's maybe the poet is talking about the, the character in the poem is maybe doing something that uh, they feel like they shouldn't be doing. So they have to confess it. And, you know, confess sometimes is associated with some religious practices as well. But it, there's a way in which it also sense that we're doing something wrong, right? We only confess things that we do wrong. And how much this is also a part of the human experience, especially I would say in modern times in the West, we often are feeling like we're doing things wrong. Can we be present for that experience too? Even though we may not be doing anything wrong, there's a way in such we have this feeling of inadequacy, 
and stand, can we maybe connect with our experience in whatever way is available? In this poem, the reader wants to ask this white-haired woman, this beautiful white-haired woman, uh, about, you know, had to be married or wisdom or things like things. But instead, she said, I love your hair. (laughs) She started where she could. This is the connection she could make. And I love that we don't know what happens next. Maybe there was this conversation that was really touching and meaningful for the speaker. Maybe not. But at least she made this connection. I love your hair. I keep on smiling and giggling a little bit with this poem. And for me, that uh, is part of the power of it, too, is that it brings this kind of uplift, the ordinariness of it. So thank you. Thank you for joining me on this journey, these five days on the poetry of practice. It's been a delight to share this with you all. And may you find your own poetry. Maybe you feel inspired to even pen some lines on your own or dig out the old book of poetry that at one time touched you. And may you find your own wisdom, your own tenderness, your own mindfulness while you're grocery shopping. Thank you.